this was a hard lesson for me. I remember I had a breakfast club at my Chick-fil-A in Cordell, and uh, I was pregnant with my first son, John Davis. And I was going, I mean, 90 to nothing, you know, yeah. then. And um, so it was a group of uh, older gentlemen, and they came in every morning and ate coffee. And, you know, they'd yeah. watch me buzz around. And so uh, one morning they were like, hey, you know, come sit down. And, and they kind of mm-hmm. took care of me. I was like a daughter to them. You know, they checked yeah. in all the time. And But, you know, when they told me to do something, not only were they great customers but it was like you know you better you yeah. better listen to what they're saying so right. i pulled up a chair and um and they said um you know if you spend so much time wishing mm-hmm. you're in the next season you're going to miss the one you're mm-hmm. in and so they said you know with this baby coming you're going to wish that you're out of diapers you're going to wish that they could walk you're going to wish that they could go to school you're going to wish that they could go to college you're gonna, mm-hmm. and then when you're our age you're going to wish you could do it all over again wow yeah and that has stuck with me you know Love that it. lesson of just don't wish away your season mm-hmm. you know or you'll 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 miss the one that you're in right now so yeah Welcome to the America's Podcast, where we're learning what it means to become a next level neighbor, creating a place we enjoy with the people we love. Today, I am joined by Mary Beth McNeil. Mary Beth, thank you so much for coming on the podcast with us. Absolutely. It is truly my pleasure to be here. Mary Beth, you are a wife, a mother, the Chick-fil-A operator right here in America's Georgia. Uh, Thank you so much for, for bringing that joy to us. Um, thank you for, for being on the podcast. I would love to hear, we're almost kind of getting through the summer uh, as we're filming this. How has your summer been? What, what does summer look like for you right now? It's been a great summer. This has been, so this is my first summer having the Chick-fil-A here in America. Mm -hmm. So uh, for 10 years, I had a Chick-fil-A that was right on the interstate. So summer was full of serving lots of traveling guests. And so this has probably been the first one in a long time we've really Mm -hmm. been able to enjoy. And I've been able to spend a lot of extra time with the boys. And so um, keeping them occupied is always a little bit of a challenge in the summer. So we've had a good summer check list going with the boys. Um, But yeah, we haven't, we've got a lake trip coming up here at the end of July. So that'll be fun where I'm from. We go up to Lake Cartwell and spend some, a few days on the lake. So we're looking forward to that. Nice. Nice. All right. So yeah, you've got a few of those things. Have have you been able to, to, do any traveling to the beach or anything? Are you a beach person, mountain person, kind of what? Yeah, we haven't done beach. Mm -hmm. Uh, We do love the beach, um, but kind of with the ages of my boys right now, I'm not going to lie, it's a lot of work Mm. to take them. A few years ago, they're eight, six, and three. Okay, yeah. So probably two years ago, we went down to 30A and we got kicked off the beach for throwing (laughs) sand. And so we just kind of said, you know what, we're just going to wait a few years until we try the beach again. So uh, Mm. we did a trip with Disney. They got that for Christmas. Oh, wow. And so we did that like in April. And mm-hmm. so uh, summer, this summer has been kind of a staycation year for a state. And so we try yeah. to alternate those. Was like that, that your first time going to, to Disney? Disney no, World? we've done, uh, we've done Disney a few times. Okay. We, we love Disney. We're Disney people. So, um, That's awesome. but yeah, the boys love it. So we had a good time. We just went for a long weekend. So that was fun. That's great. That's great. Uh, yeah, this is actually, I think our second, this is our second summer here. We moved here in April, but we were kind of moving in. So it was just a lot. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, we've really enjoyed our summer as well. Now, I got a chance to, to meet you. I mean, obviously, I've seen you at Chick-fil-A, mm-hmm. um, but we were actually at the same event. There was a the, 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 the Chamber of Commerce event. It was an annual event. Um, and then we were, we were there, there were, had dinner and some awards. And I just, I, I saw you and you were just, you were serving with a smile and you were just there. I, I was just, <laughs> I was so encouraged by that. It was one of the ways that we got a chance to even talk about this podcast. But, um, you know, I was sharing with you a little bit before the podcast that my family, we love to have people over for dinner sometimes 30 or 40 people. So we're always looking for tips on how to, to better plan for those types of things. So whether it's an, an expert advice or just your own experience, like how do you plan for people coming over at your house, 30 or 40 people just ready for food and, and festivities? What does that look like for you? Yeah, well, I don't, I mean, I would like to say that, I mean, uh, uh, hospitality is is one of my gifts. It's obviously one of the reasons I pursued Chick-fil-A. Um, I don't know. I think back, I probably learned it best from my grandmother. So my okay. grandmother cooked lunch for my entire family every mm-hmm. Sunday. Cousins, aunts, uncles, we ate at her house every Sunday. And so she would have this just huge meal. Uh, yeah. She made sure to have, you know, one of everybody's favorite um, she just anticipated like the needs really well. Like I can remember like your tea glass would never get low. She was just always <laughs> on it. Um, but, you know, she just served so well. And I think, I mean, I was thinking about it at that chamber event. Uh, honestly, for me, events like that, like kind of those frou-frou events, mm-hmm. I actually enjoy serving more than I do attending. So it just yeah. was more natural for me to uh, kind of jump in and put Yeah, me to you're work. like looking so, for stuff. Yeah. And I know, you know... Um, just I've been in the hospitality business for gosh almost 15 years now with Chick-fil-A and so I know kind of the pressure that's on the other side of that when you're you know catering an event for a lot of people like it's a lot of it's a lot of pressure and it gets kind of hectic so anything I can do to to help the caterer whoever it might be I I love to jump in if I can. I love that I love that and again I mean Chick-fil-A is known for their customer service. I mean, it is it is a, above par. Um, I love the model, and we'll talk a little bit about that as well. Uh, but again, I mean, you were you were there just as a person, not necessarily as a representative. <laughs> um, you were just looking for a ways to serve. You had already talked about a little bit of, with your grandmother. Tell me a little bit more about where this comes from. Where does this uh, value system come from um, of your heart, your servant's heart? Yeah, I think um, just over time, being Mm. in leadership, and and I know we'll probably talk about my past and how I grew up a little bit, but um, I I just have found that to... to find true joy, mm-hmm. it really does come from serving others. And I think yeah. that's a lesson I probably have not always known. Uh, mm. I look back on a lot of my life and uh, it was very self-serving, whether I'd like to admit it or not. But yeah. um, that's really where true joy is found. And so yeah. um, that's really the heart of that. And so um, not only does the Bible teach us that, but even Truett Cathy, who mm-hmm. created Chick-fil-A, I mean, he really believed in servant leadership. Mm -hmm. And so when I started at Chick-fil-A, I mean, he was still working there every day. And so I got to see that modeled like by him. Uh, I remember a day 
when I was interning, I started at the corporate office in Atlanta. Okay. What, what year was that? So this was in 09. I was okay. at the corporate office. So I'm, I tell people I'm a dietitian gone bad. I sell fried chicken now. <laughs> yeah. So I, my degree, I'm actually a dietitian. Mm-hmm. And so I first started at corporate in Atlanta and I was working, uh, did some of their menu development work at the okay. support center. And so I happened to, you know, ride the elevator. Truett got on the elevator. I was super nervous. I was just an intern. Yeah. And he was headed towards a big meeting, but it was flooding outside. And um, he they normally kept all these umbrellas in, like, the atrium for staff, you know, if it started raining, that they could grab one and take it to their car. Yeah. And so Truett noticed that there was none in the you know, the normal space where they kept them. Mm-hmm. And so he had his driver that was a good friend of mine too. And he, he's like, is there no umbrellas? And, um, and he said, well, no, but I, I'm, I'm sure they can get it taken care of. He said, no, we're, we're going to take care of it right now. Mm. And so, I mean, canceled any meeting he had that afternoon and him wow. and his driver went to every local place to buy every umbrella that they had Love so it. that the staff could have umbrellas when they left that day. And I, that's just a, you know, a yeah. little story, but I remember as an intern, mm-hmm. you know, watching him lead in that way. And yeah. uh, it was powerful for me yeah, to, to see, you know, the founder, um, Hey, no, it's more important for me to go buy umbrellas right now for my staff to have. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I love that. I mean, there's so many, obviously it's, it's easier to teach these concepts, but when you're, when you live those concepts, which we'll be talking about in just a minute, um, man, it's so much easier to catch because you, you you look at that and you go, okay, I don't, I might not know how to, um, state that, but I know what it feels like. And I know I can, I can work towards that as well. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a beautiful picture of, of a servant leadership. Definitely. All right. So yeah, let's talk a little bit about you growing up. Um, so you had mentioned on your form that you have been here uh, for a few years. So tell me a little Mm -hmm. bit about kind of growing up. Tell me where, where, where are you from? Tell us a little bit about your family dynamics. So my husband would tell you I'm a hillbilly. So he brought me from the hills of North Georgia. (laughs) He saved you. Nat country down here, but <laughs> no. So I grew up in Northeast Georgia in a little town called Livonia, not Lithonia, okay. Livonia. All right. Uh, it's actually smaller than America's. Wow, and okay. um, yeah. And so grew up there. Uh, my dad was like this legendary high school football coach there. The the football field's actually named after him. So that's grew cool. up a uh, football coach's daughter. And so I think that's a large part of mm-hmm. who I am today. And, uh, and then my mom was the the elementary school music teacher. And so I had her uh, yeah. in elementary school. And then she um, was also on staff at our church as well uh, as a music minister. So she kind of wow, okay. doubled up. And um, but yeah. And so um, met my husband, Jess, who is mm-hmm. from America. He's a seventh generation farmer here. Okay. And uh, met him at the University of Georgia on a blind date. Wow. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. One that All actually. All right. Let's take. Take okay, a few steps back. back. How did how did that happen? Okay, so this is a cool story. So I was actually president of my sorority at okay. the time, and um, we were already on probation, the sorority, when I became <laughs> president. So I was like, nothing else can go wrong in yep. any event. That's so right. I didn't even take a, a date to events because I was like, I've got to be on it, you know. Yep, yep. And uh, so one of my sorority sisters, mm-hmm. she was dating a guy that was in the same fraternity mm-hmm. as my husband, Jess, and 
so he found out I wasn't taking a date and he was like, no, you've got to, I've got the perfect guy for you. And, and he said, you're going to name your first kid after me. I mean, he's, he was that wow. sure of it. Yeah. And it was interesting because it was this same uh, weekend, the tornado came through Americas because wow. okay, yeah. he called Jess and Jess was actually home uh, working in Americas and mm. um, it had come right through the farm, the tornado. And yeah. so when he had him on the phone, I was like, oh, thank goodness. He's yeah. not going to be back home to go on this date night. And, uh, and he, of course he's like, Oh yeah, I, I'll cut free t-shirt. I'm there. Absolutely. Yeah. And so <laughs> he, uh, drove back to Athens and I had to host a golf tournament that morning. And I was like, I'm going to make sure I didn't shower. Mm-hmm. I was 30 minutes late picking him up. I mean, it was like how to lose a guy in 10 days kind yeah. of deal. Yep. Yep. That's what I was going for. Man. And, um, he's like challenge accepted. Yeah. And that night I told my mom I'd marry him and he told his mom he'd what? marry me. We knew. Yeah. So wow. a blind date and the rest I love that. I love that. <laughs> okay. So yeah, growing up and you had mentioned a little bit about, um, you use the, I think you used the term like just kind of self-focused kind yeah. of growing up. Tell us a little bit about uh, some of the things that you experienced growing up, kind of what your previous school before college, like what, what was life like with, with just being you? Yeah. So, you know, my dad was this kind of, everybody knew Coach Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I had an amazing family. All my aunts and uncles uh, were right there. We, we call it the village because it does kind of yeah. uh, feel like, a, you know, when they say it takes a village, it was truly a <laughs> village uh, yeah. kind of mindset. Yeah. So, you know, all my aunts and uncles taught in the school system. I mean, everybody was yeah. right there. So you, were, so you weren't getting away with anything? Oh, nothing. I mean, okay. I got a speeding ticket. They knew about it before I yeah. got home because it was yeah. typically one of my dad's former players. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I didn't get away with anything. And, um, and so my mom was the, the music teacher. So, um, mm. you know, and, and I don't know, I think it was just, it, I think it's just the way God created me, mm. but, um, I've always kind of felt this pressure to please, you know, mm. to please others. And, um, especially having mom in music, dad in athletics, it was like, yeah. okay, you gotta be the well-rounded. Yeah, that's right. You gotta be <laughs> you gotta the gotta athlete be the, that can play the, a couple instruments. You, you gotta I mean, do it yeah. all. And yeah. so, um, you know, and, and I had such a desire to, to, to please them. And I don't think it came from them, but just really, yeah. um, that was so important to me and the success of just, worldly success, like what that looked like. And so, um, I think for so much of my life, it was driven by that. Mm. Um, and, uh, and I don't know if, you know, we get to this now or a little bit later of kind of where this whole joy thing has come from, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah. And so I probably in third grade, uh, mm-hmm. began having, uh, they thought they were asthma, asthma attacks, but it ended up, wow. uh, being panic attacks. And, um, and then that, you know, as I got older, spiraled into full blown eating disorder. And, mm. um, so that was years. And so, uh, for yeah. a lot of my life, like I said, it was driven by kind of this desire to, to please. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, yeah, so that's kind of yeah, because we're gonna what yeah, I'm doing now. I'd love to get into obviously how you have found a a better way of living, but how did you yeah. cope with some of those things? What were the things that you were trying to fix that you know um, that 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 pressure that you felt? Was it just hanging out with friends? Was it you know engaging in activities? What was that? How were you trying to fix it outside of just 
this joy yeah, that we're talking about. Yeah, I think that was about. it. I think yeah. I was trying to fix it, mm. you know, and that was the problem. Um, yeah. And, you know, um, when you're driven by kind of the, you know, worldly success or this desire to please others, it's just like a never ending cycle. I mean, wow. it's almost like a drug, you know, yeah. you, you do this and you go back for more and you go back for more. You accomplish this. Well, then it's on to this. And so yeah. it was just this uh, exhausting, mm. uh, never ending cycle. And, and you know, let me get like yeah. I had a new yeah. Incredible family, um, yeah. mom, dad, you know, and every an amazing church growing up. Again, mm-hmm. this was just uh, something I, you know, experienced at an l- early age, but yeah. has really played a uh, big part into kind of my mission that I live with today. So, yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and yeah I, I'm really looking forward to it because we're going to get there in like five minutes. Um, but I, I really love that because sometimes we look at those moments and we realized that God was preparing us. Like, uh, like I think about David, right? David was a shepherd. We're like, that's a very insignificant, no one really wanted that job. It was a dirty job. It was a stinky job. You're yeah. by yourself all the time. But what God was preparing him for was to be a king over people. And sometimes people act like sheep, right? So it's right. like, what am I doing here yeah. that allows the Lord to prepare me for what I'm about to experience. So even though those things were real and there's suffering and there's grief, like you said, there's, there, there, there's future purpose in that. So, and you had to go through that to be able to, to be where you're at today. So thank you for sharing that, um, that, that experience. So, so growing up, if you're in high school and you're going through, did you know that you were going to do Chick-fil-A stuff? I mean, where, where was your mind? Like, what did you want to do? So it's crazy. So, um, you know, I think that's part of it from an early age. I, I always wanted to be a doctor. And in my mind, you know, it was to help people like that's yeah. what I would that's what I would have said. But I think it all uh, when I got into my senior year of college. So right out of high school, again, I got a very small town, love the small town life. Yeah. And um, so and I had a great, you know, high school and experience, but went to Georgia and that was somewhere uh, I was actually I hate to admit this, but I was actually going to Auburn. Mm-hmm. And we visited, the last visit, my dad was like, what about the Hope Scholarship? Do you not understand? You know, and so kind of the last minute change went to Georgia and, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm so glad I did. I met Jess and all the things, but yeah. yeah, Did anyone else go to Georgia from your family or was it like uh, a... My mom graduated from Georgia. My dad, uh, he played football at a small school called uh, Wofford. Uh, Okay. So yeah, but... Um, so my mom did, but, yeah. um, you know, and I would say they're, they're definitely bulldogs for yeah. sure. Have since, <laughs> since much bigger bulldogs now that paid a lot of money there, but, yeah. um, yeah. So, but yeah, I always wanted to be a doctor and, um, but my mm-hmm. senior year in college, so, I mean, I graduated with a pre-med degree, everything. Yeah. I've never taken a business class in my life, which is funny now that I'm running a business. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I just started wrestling with feeling like mm. this was not what I was called to do. I was working at a at a doctor's office at the yeah. time and just the fulfillment was was just not there. And yeah. I think I, it went back to, well, why am I really doing this? And mm-hmm. I think in the small town that I grew up in, it was either like to be successful, you became a doctor or a lawyer. Like yeah. those were kind of the things that were put on the mm. the pedestal. And of course, I had just you know, put, set that in front of me that that was what I was going to do. And, um, 
And so, but really started bowling back to, okay, well, what, what do you enjoy doing? Like yeah. what makes you happy? Yeah. Um, and so it was this summer between my junior and senior year, I needed okay. an extra job to make some extra money. And I had worked at this awesome barbecue restaurant in high school and I loved it. Like I chopped hams there for seven <laughs> years, loved it. That's awesome. And, um, and so I was like, well, I, somebody had told me Chick-fil-A would work with your schedule and, uh, so mm-hmm. I've got a second job there and um, got to know the operator. And uh, long story short, just realized, man, I actually feel like I'm helping more people at Chick-fil-A mm-hmm. than I even am working at the doctor's office. And it was just wow. I found more fulfillment there um, yeah. and definitely felt like it was played more into my strength zone. It reminded, yeah. you know, being back at the barbecue restaurant, which I had loved. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So gave up medical school. I remember calling yeah. my dad. I was about and to say, like, what was that? Hey, uh, this degree, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to stay, you know, working at the cash register at Chick-fil-A. And, uh, that's what I did. Graduated from Georgia with pre-med degree and yeah. told my professors, you know, Hey, not going to medical school anymore and, and mm-hmm. took the chance. Uh, you know, I started at corporate, I already said that, yeah. but then I just really missed being in the restaurant mm. and I missed, um, you know, my dad, uh, was an incredible football coach and, I think watching him and the mm-hmm. way that he invested in so many young people, yeah. uh, I knew I wanted to do something like that. But again, I thought I could do that through medicine mm-hmm. um, because he just changed so many lives through his coaching career. Wow. I mean, he's like a father figure to so many. And um, and so I actually saw kind of my operator getting to do that in the Chick-fil-A restaurant. And so it just yeah. kind of all started fitting together. But um, so after corporate, decided I wanted to come back and work in the restaurant Wow. And, um, and then plus I knew Jess didn't want to live in Atlanta either. Yeah. I was going to ask like, what was America's, his, what was that conversation yeah, like with him? He was an America's small town boy. He's well, like, that sounds great. Yeah. We yeah. could do that. Yeah. Well, it's funny. He had a fraternity brother and his dad was an operator. Okay. And so Jess looked into it first before mm-hmm. I did. Cause he was still, you know, when I met Jess, he was never moving to South Georgia, never going to farm, you know, mm-hmm. did the whole. And, uh, so he was kind of searching too. And, uh, he looked into it, but Jess loves being outside and working yeah. with his hands. And so it wasn't exactly a fit for him, but he mm-hmm. was like, sounds like something you'd enjoy doing. So, wow. um, yeah, so we kind of yeah. pursued that and yeah. And then the rest is history. What do you think? Uh, cause I think about, this is probably a, I would, I would assume this is kind of one of those peeling back of those layers of, okay, am I doing this? for others, or am I really trying to figure out what what my purpose is? So would you feel like that is one of those huge turns of peeling back that so that you can find out your purpose of, man, I really want to serve people. And I feel like this is the thing that's actually giving me what I've been lacking. And this is the step forward. Um, Obviously, that was a very difficult probably conversation because you just didn't know how people would respond. But would you say that that yeah. was one of those moments? Yeah, I think, um, and we'll probably talk about this in a minute, but it's uh, this whole spill joy idea. I have these five yes. truths, you know, that they're Yeah, let's step on. into that. So you tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So spill joy um, mm-hmm. is, is really kind of this personal mission, lifestyle, um, not only is it my personal business, mission, but it's now, um, it's our, our business, you know, vision and mission statement as well too. So, uh, mm-hmm. when I was working at the Chick-fil-A college, I think I was sharing with you that, that, yeah. um, my operator there gave me this quote and it was about the art of living. And it talked yeah. about the art of living is a person who has one mission 
and they pursue it with everything in them. And they don't know whether they're working or playing or if it's, uh, they just do it all at the same time. And in college, I'll, you know, I mean, obviously then I clearly knew whether I was studying, working, playing. I mean, they were very, and and really growing up, it was like you wanted to keep those separate, you know, Mm -hmm. work, family. And so this was so intriguing to me, this idea that, it could be all done together. Mm. And, um, and so I've kept it for years and years. I mean, I still have the, but, um, and probably a few years ago is really when I started thinking, man, I, I wanted, I really wanted to get to a place that I could, I don't want to say I've mastered the art of living, but what was my personal mission Mm -hmm. that I'm teaching at home to my kids, but also, you know, our team members at work are living it out. And so spill joy, it's very personal to me because I do feel like it took me a long time in life to really experience like what is joy and Mm -hmm. what does it mean to live in joy so much that we would spill it out onto other people. And so it's actually based on one of my, life verses, Romans 15, 13, you know, wow, we have yeah. a God of hope. And so we should be full of joy and peace and overflow is the yeah. word that it uses. But, uh, uh, spill joy is kind of, um, I love catchy. that. So yeah, so that's where it came from. And, uh, so obviously even at Chick-fil-A, you know, we want our, our 15 year old team members to, Hey, what's mm-hmm. our mission here? Spill joy. That's it. Yeah. Um, but in order to, uh, spill joy, you got to be full of joy. And so mm. what does, what are the steps yeah. of that? And so, uh, the first one, it's just what you're talking about that I had to discover that senior year is, um, is purpose. I'm created with a purpose mm. is the first truth. And so I think we're all, created with the same purpose, right? To glorify Mm -hmm. God. That's our purpose. Yeah. But unfortunately we spend so much time and energy trying to find what a, Mm. what our purpose is, but it's really already been determined for us. Yeah. And so what we have to do is find like, what's our mission Mm -hmm. that, um, that where we can live out our purpose the best. And so, uh, for me, you know, it was working in the restaurant. Like Mm -hmm. I just felt like, uh, I glorify God the most in that environment. And I could continue to do that for years and years and years. It was fun. I enjoy hospitality. I enjoy working with young people. I enjoy being on my, so, um, that was kind of that senior year. I, I realized, Hey, this is, this is my mission. This is it. Mm. Um, and uh, I feel like I could really spill joy here. And so, yeah. Uh, yeah so they were, you know, my, my dad was he completely behind it. He was like, if that's what you love to do, then that's what you need to do. Yeah. Um, if, if you're passionate about it. So I love that. And I think, um, you know, just being being a pastor, but also just being a father, being a husband. I mean, there's so many things uh, we were talking about earlier. Um, there's there's just a lot of distractions that don't allow us to meditate on some of these really deep truths yeah. that will actually satisfy the soul that we're, we're really longing to, to figure out, right? I mean, because there's so many things that could say, hey, look, this is shiny over here. Pay attention to this. And we don't know how to process this. And we kind of get the same cycles you had talked about before of, okay, well, I feel uneasy, so I'm going to go and distract myself for 30 minutes, an hour. Then we come back with just as much, um, you know, anxiety or frustration. Yeah. Um, but, but being able to ask those questions, um, 
they're very important. And a lot of times you need community to help you process that because sometimes you don't know yourself as well. And so you're kind of getting that. That's why like things like church are so important because people get to pour into you and family gets to pour into you. Um, but I think that that's so important that we ask ourselves, what is, what is our purpose? And really be able to try to try to work through that. And it may take years. I mean, you, yeah. you talked about earlier that, you know, spill joy is one word that probably didn't start off by saying spill joy. It started off by saying something that probably looked too, like That's two right. pages yeah. and you kept working it and working it and working it and working and going, you know, these are the ingredients that took, took for yeah. me to get there. And I think that that is what that shows me is continual work on your mission to be able to clarify it for others. Yeah. So that's huge. So you said five, there's five yeah, elements. So there's okay. five truths. So the first one is, um, you know, I'm created with a purpose. And so again, okay. I think we all have the same purpose, but it's discovering your mission because, you know, mm -hmm. I'll meet with a college kid and they have no clue what they want to do. And they are, completely stressed out about, you know, it's, yeah. and, um, or then I'll meet with a, you know, uh, empty nester and mm. it's a mom who's completely kind of lost her purpose because her kids have left. And so, you know, to me, your purpose never changes. Your mission can change mm -hmm. though, right? Like yep. throughout your life. Yep. And so, but it's important to never lose it because that's what gets us up in the morning, right? Is that mission. Yeah. Um, and so, that's number one. Uh, number two is uh, I'm uniquely made. Mm. Uh, just really understanding the yeah. way that uh, you are uniquely designed mm. and uh, being okay with your strengths and your weaknesses. You know, mm -hmm. I've, I've done, gosh, thousands of interviews since I've been with Chick-fil-A and team yeah. members. And, you know, if I had to say, I would say 95% of people have no idea of their strengths and weaknesses or, uh, you know, their weaknesses, yeah. uh, they, they definitely can't laugh about them, right? Yeah. They're not as confident in their weaknesses as they are their strengths. And so yeah. I think when we get to a place where we're just as confident in our weaknesses as we are strengths, yeah. Yeah, that's when we stop uh, comparing, which mm. is the yeah. thief of joy, you know? Yeah. And uh, we can be completely fine with who we are. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we just understand that the way we're uniquely made. And so we can make better decisions on what to be involved in, how mm -hmm. to invest our time, yeah. all those things. And that aids to us having joy more. So that's, that's number two. I'm yeah. uniquely made. Um, well, let's, yeah, let's stop there because I want to talk okay. a little bit about that. Yeah, okay. and then we'll go to number three. We'll just okay. we'll do that. I, I really love that. Um, it, it reminds me of, again, just being self-aware, yeah. right? Being being able to acknowledge how God created you. And I, I, uh, I think one of the things that are, are really, really important is being able to not just acknowledge that, but don't feel like you have to cover up or compete, mm, Yeah. right? Because if we know what our weakness is, we feel like we have to cover it up and yeah. not be able to express right. it. Well, the reality is, is that when you're on a team, if we know each other's weaknesses, we can actually benefit yeah. one another by implementing certain things for those weaknesses. Uh, so if yeah. we don't, if we're not self-aware, um, we won't know, but if we are yeah. self-aware and we try to cover it up, it's going to, it's going to affect the whole team. Um, and so we want to be careful not to do that yeah. or at least, and then, then you start competing, which is where we get that, like, you know, um, well, you know, I have this weakness, but you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to outshine you so that I don't, I don't, I feel bad about my weakness. Yeah. Uh, so I think that that's really, really huge. Um, yeah. Um, another element, yeah, of knowing what your purpose is, knowing what your mission is, and then being able to identify not just your strengths and your weaknesses. So, I mean, if you're listening to this right now, go list them. 
Go list out your strengths Absolutely. and weaknesses. Like you said, I, I would I would assume that with all the Chick Fil A meetings, that's probably one of the things that just always come up. Like, hey, what are you? What are your yeah. weaknesses? Um, yeah. So, so I was in a leadership class with Chick Fil A early on, and this because yeah. this was a pivotal uh, learning for me. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget it. And it was with Andy Stanley, mm-hmm. and uh, he said, you know, your weaknesses will always be your weaknesses. Stop focusing on them. Mm-hmm. And for my whole entire life, I mean, from an early age, we're, we, yeah. you know, from report cards to, you know, we're kind of taught and trained to focus on those and make mm-hmm. them better. Yeah. Um, and so every, you know, New Year's resolutions are made on, hey, I'm going to be more organized. I'm never going to be. If you look yeah. to my backpack right now, it's like folded up pieces of paper <laughs> all in the box. I mean, it's horrible, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's like I've just given up on that. I'm going to mm-hmm. surround myself with someone that is really organized. Yes. Um, yeah. And because I'm going to quit wasting anything energy mm-hmm. um you know these things that I'll never yep. be great at they yep. kind of suck the life out of me but instead I'm going to live in the things that mm-hmm. I enjoy and I'm going to do well and yeah. and I'm okay you know laughing about how unorganized my yeah yeah my and life. I love the phrase you just used you said surround myself with people that are organized yeah, yeah. which which means that you need to be dependent upon people which makes community and teamwork so valuable because you recognize the value that other oh, people are yeah. giving because they have those strengths. And so if you surround your, if you know what your weaknesses are, you surround yourself. That's, that, yeah. that's a great. All right. So that's number two. What's that's number, number two. three? Number three is uh, embracing your season. I'm meant for this season. And so mm-hmm. oftentimes, um, you know, I meet with a lot of team members and customers too. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they've lost their sense of joy because of a tough season that they're mm-hmm. in or just kind of lost their way. Um, and so I think, um, but when we have the mindset that, mm-hmm. hey, we got to be exactly where our feet are and mm-hmm. I'm going to make the most of the opportunities, you know, that tra- yeah. and kind of what you were talking about before, you know, with David, it was like, yeah. you know, he was there for a reason. And yeah. so we've got to believe that, that, um, you know, in, in seasons. And I think life is just that it is mm-hmm. full of seasons. And I had a great mentor at Chick-fil-A who kind of helped me learn that I would, he would check in and he'd say, how, how's the business? And, you know, I'd say, oh man, things are going great. I've got a mm-hmm. great team. I mean, just awesome. Things are great. And he would say, that's good. You know, don't forget a winner's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, or I would see him another time and I would say, oh, it's so hard. I'm working six days a week. And he would say, hey, spring's right around the corner. Mm-hmm. And just a reminder that everything in life does come Mm-hmm. as a season and we are to embrace that season and yeah. make the most of it. And even those trials we can learn from. And so, yeah. um, I think that when we're able to do that, um, mm-hmm. we won't lose our sense of joy, uh, as much, um, uh, when yeah. those difficult times come. Yeah. I love that. I mean, and, and I, again, being in ministry or just being a part of a family, I mean, things happen. Traumatic events happen. Grief is real. Um, I say all the time that grieving comes in waves. We feel like, you know, certain things like, well, I'm sad about this, but if I can just kind of get over it, I think grief is, is a wave. I mean, it just, it comes and then it goes away and then it comes. But I also believe as a pastor that grace comes in larger waves. So as, as the wave comes Mm -hmm. of grief, you're able to kind of be soaked in. Uh, And so you're embracing that season is what you're saying. And I, I love that because we feel like if something's going wrong, I must be doing something wrong. Well, maybe it's just the season that you're in. Um, and so I think that it's very valuable to to make sure that we are engaged uh, 
in that moment, in that season, but recognize that there is something even more solid than our season, right? Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, being a Christian, I'm saying... That's right. I know that there's suffering and it's real, but I know that there's ultimately something that's more stable than anything else, and he's, he's consistent. He's the name above all names. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Right. I can cling on to that, and that could get me to that yeah. next place. So yeah, I, you know. absolutely. I, I This was a hard lesson for me. I remember I had a breakfast club at my Chick-fil-A in Cordial, and uh, I was pregnant with my first son, John mm-hmm. Davis, and I was going, I mean, 90 to nothing, you know, yeah. then. And um, so it was a group of uh, older gentlemen, and they came in every morning and ate coffee, and, you know, they'd yeah. watch me buzz around. And so uh, one morning they were like, hey, you know, come sit down. And, and they kind of mm-hmm. took care of me. I was like a daughter to them. <laughs> You know, they checked yeah. in all the time. and But, you know, when they told me to do something, not only were they great customers, but it was like, you know, you better, you yeah. better listen to what they're saying. So That's right. I pulled up a chair and um, and they said, um, you know, if you spend so much time wishing mm-hmm. you're in the next season, you're going to miss the one you're mm-hmm. in. And so they said, you know, with this baby coming, you're going to wish that you're out of diapers. You're going to wish that they could walk. You're going to wish that they could go to school. You're going to wish that they could go to college. You're gonna, mm-hmm. And then when you're our age, you're going to wish you could do it all over again. Wow, yeah. And that has stuck with me, you know, Love that it. lesson of just don't wish away your season, mm-hmm. you know, or you'll, you'll, you'll miss the one that you're in right now. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Right, I have to go back to a previous question or a statement. Okay. You mentioned if you married this guy that you would name, <laughs> is his name John Davis or yeah, did he no, not no, get no. it? No, no, no. So did we didn't name him back? after him. We okay. didn't name him after him and we have laughed about it since. Yeah. No, John Davis is our first and he's named after both of our dads. Okay. So, All right. That's yeah. fine. I just wanted to make sure that, yeah. uh, but. No, uh, we didn't. He gives us a hard time. Yeah. I was about like, to say, that's I right. I told you to name him after me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's great. All right. Um, okay. So what's the, are we on the. Third one or fourth one right now? We're so on. that was fourth. Okay. No, no, no. Now we're on fourth. Okay, yeah. Um, Let's go. I'm created to serve people. And so that's what nice. we were talking um, about earlier. Is I, mm. I do think that um, there's just this sense of joy that can only be found in serving and, and mm. loving other people well. Yeah. And, um, and again, that's been something I've had to grow and learn in. Mm. Uh, I, uh, this story is embarrassing for me to tell. It's, it's hard for me to tell, but it was probably one of the most eye-opening things of how I, I realized, man, I, I'm just not um, seeing and loving people well. I um, mm. was early on in my career as an operator, and um, I, there was a kid, a high school kid back there washing dishes. Okay. And I was so, at this point, things were not going well. I mean, it was our first year open. It was hard. It was, and uh, so I was, again, like working as hard as I could to fix it. Yeah, That's certainly yeah. not the way. And mm-hmm. um, and uh, just thinking Chick-fil-A is going to drive down here any moment and yeah. take my keys away and be like, this girl really doesn't know what she's doing. Because I didn't. So I didn't want them to yeah. know the secret, you know, that I didn't. And uh, so this guy's back there washing dishes. I go back there. I'd already, already told him to clock out. Mm-hmm. So uh, I come out there a second time. I'm like, we'll just call him Steven. I'm like, Steven, I already told you to clock out mm-hmm. um, and go home. And uh, I said, it's a Friday night. You're washing. You're- wow. Oh, wow. That was loud. That was. was you're uh, washing raw chicken dishes. Mm-hmm. Go home. Like, yeah. do you not have anything better to do? You're in high school. Go back up front. Look back there an hour later. He's still there washing dishes. You know, I wow. open the door running back there and by this point I'm like listen I'm gonna fire you if you stay on the clock any longer at this point it's insubordination yeah yeah 
And he looks at me and he goes, uh, he puts the dish down and he looks up and he slowly turns and he goes, Miss B, that's what they all call me, Miss B. Miss mm-hmm. B, I clocked out four hours ago, but I would rather be here mm. than at home. Mm. And in that, I mean, it was like, golly, you're the worst human ever is the mm. way I felt. But uh, it was this moment of like, man, I really missed it. Like mm-hmm. I missed the opportunity to show love to Stephen mm-hmm. and because I was so caught up in what I was trying to accomplish. And so that was a pivotal moment wow. for me in just uh, realizing the importance of loving and serving people. And I think we do that in three ways. We have to, one, we have to see them, which is yeah. what I wasn't doing. We have to make the space for them, which is mm. time, have the time for them. And then we have to believe and expect the best. Yeah. And um, and so, mm. you know, like, you know, just encourage someone is that sometimes the greatest gift we can give them. And so, mm. um, but what we'll find is yes. the return of joy, um, for ourselves. So, and what's been neat in this book that I'm writing is all these truths. Mm-hmm. I've found kind of data, uh, mm. and studies to back up, yeah. uh, you know, these truths, you know, so yeah. people that serve, uh, people on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's all kind of data behind it that they're mm-hmm. less likely to be put in the hospital. They live longer. They, I mean, it's incredible. Um, there's more ties to it than mm-hmm. even than even diet and exercise. Yeah. Uh, wow. So it's really cool, a lot of these truths that... Um, but anyway, so that's number yeah. four. No, I, I love that. Um, you know, thinking about... In Genesis, God God creates Adam and Eve, and then He gives them work. And sometimes, if I if I'm not paying attention, I'll think that work is a part of the curse, but mm. it's not. Yeah, He gave them something to steward and to serve and to yeah. do, uh, and it's a part of that the joy, the the part of the goodness yeah. that we have, um, and we get to be a part of that. I think it's I, I've noticed that as well. When maybe if someone comes in for counseling and they're feeling very sad, maybe maybe even going through some depression. That's one of the things that I give yeah. counsel for is, hey, why don't you take ten thank you cards and just start writing out how thankful you are to certain people that have invested into your life, and then go find something to be a part of yeah. to serve. And it really does yeah. because we weren't created to be self-absorbing. We were created to be mm-hmm. self-giving, and uh, and and I love that. So I mean, it's it's definitely um, one of the major components, and I'm so glad that it's there because it's it's not just something to do. And again, you're the way that you said it. It's for them. I see them. It's not I. I need to feel better, so therefore I need to go do this. Right. It is. I actually see them. I actually mm-hmm. want to see them yeah. uh, succeed. And I, I know even as an operator, obviously you would love to have uh, talented people, but you're investing into them. So eventually they might even go somewhere else. That's and right. so you're like, yeah. I might not even get the benefits of what I'm investing into, but I'm not doing it for me. Yeah, I'm not even doing it for this Chick-fil-A. I'm doing it for that person. So, yeah. uh, And that creates something in us. So I'm glad that you're writing on that. I'm glad you're putting that together. That's going to be a huge benefit for people. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then the fifth one. Yes. Um, this has kind of been the last point that I've had to, uh, it's, uh, I'm created to live life intentionally. Mm. And this one's probably been the hardest one to, um, because I think, um, if we 
are going to spill joy. Mm-hmm. We've got to get rid of the kill joys in our life. Mm. And so um, that's been kind of a, the last two-year journey for me is figuring out what are those kill joys in yeah. my life that yeah. I need to... Can you to, give some examples of that? Oh, man. Well, I can give a, a big one for me. It was my phone. And yeah. um, and so that was a big uh, kill joy. I, you know, I, would, I, I felt like um, two years ago... Um, I would get into my day or somebody would say, well, how's life? And I would respond with, I'm busy, busy. And I'm, and I was like, man, I can, I feel like, I mean, I was busy, you yeah. know, I've got three kids and a business and stuff, but I didn't want that to be my first mm-hmm. response. And, and really what it boiled down to is I felt like no one was getting my best. Mm-hmm. Like my kids weren't getting my best. My husband wasn't getting my best. I wasn't my best at work leading the business. Mm-hmm. And it was because I, there was just so many distractions um, in yeah. the day that I really couldn't be where my feet were. Yeah. And so I took some pretty drastic measures. Um, and so my phone, I went through and um, that was where I found that a lot of my time was going mm. that was just completely unnecessary. So, um, mm. I've done everything from, I mean, so literally nothing is on my phone if it's not used as a tool, if it wastes time, it's, mm-hmm. you know, off. Yeah. Um, I don't have the internet browser on my phone anymore. Mm-hmm. I can like text, make phone calls. Um, yeah. and it's been, it's been one of the most life giving things I've ever done. Mm. Um, I, I was sharing with you earlier, I almost yeah. feel like this, or, uh, there was a sermon yesterday at church on this, but I almost had this like childlike wonder again about life, just yeah. like noticing the small things that are right in front of me mm. that I'd forgotten because I was spending so much time doing this or my yeah. mind was here, but my kids are right here playing and that moment's gone, you mm. know? And so now I feel like, like mind, body and soul, I can like right now I'm yeah. with you completely, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, um, and so that's been the biggest, um, benefit to it. I love it. I love it. That is, uh, yeah, we've got to be fighting. Um, we have to be fighting the, the things that are also distracting us just as much as we're engaged in the things that we, we know that we should be going after. So, yeah. all right. So really quickly, give me spill joy. Give me the five, just one right after the other, as far as the ingredients for, to have a, uh, would you call it a spill joy life or I mean what how, how do you yeah, describe that? I mean it's 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 almost like a you know a lifestyle but mm-hmm. um you know I think ultimately for us truly to experience joy we have to have Jesus I mean it, it boils mm-hmm. down to that and I say that kind of at the beginning of the book but yeah. you know we can lose our sense of joy very mm-hmm. quickly and I think it's in these five things yeah. that uh, most of us do most often and so um one is I'm created with a purpose I am created uniquely. Mm-hmm. Um, I am uh, created for this season. Mm-hmm. I'm created to serve others, and I'm created to live life intentionally. And so those are the those I are the five. It. So we'll see. Yeah. Right now, it's just a, a long diary that I'm yeah. that I'm working on. A <laughs> leave for my I boys that they'll I mean, never I'm read. Just, but. I, like you said, I mean it's 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 the work that you're putting in 
um, that helps even me kind of shape up some of my framework. So thank yeah. you so much for sharing yeah. that. It's, it's huge. Uh, and I hope that it catches on and, and I hope that yeah. people can be, like you said, even freed from some of those things that distract them, but also yeah. pursue the things that God's yeah. called them to. And what's been fun is even like, so what does that look like at home, right? Yeah. Raising our boys. Um, so one of the things that Jess and I, so it kind of ties in before they were born, we were like, okay, if there's five things we want mm-hmm. our kids to be able to do, yeah. you know, what are those? And it, it wasn't like be the smart, smartest or have a high school degree. It was like, these yeah. are the five things. And so we call mm. them the magnal must. And, nice. you know, so they're a little bit different than Spilljoy, but we mm-hmm. go over it with the boys and they have to recite them every Sunday and we've got yeah. it kind of in their reading room, but they're Love very it. similar, but it's kind of like, okay, if they can do these five things. We feel mm. like they'll live out spilling joy the most. Uh. Um, so it's kind of tying all tying it all together. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, well, getting getting into even just Americus and how. Yeah. I I, I do know. So you were you were an operator in Cordial, and then you. How, how did that transition work to get to Americus? Just yeah, real quick. So we moved back in 2011, actually left Chick-fil-A because there was no shot of a Chick-fil-A mm-hmm. coming anywhere around. And so mm-hmm. at that point, it was time for Jess to move back, take over the family farm. Yeah. And so we left Chick-fil-A. I mean, and it was, you know, there was really no chance um, mm-hmm. that that both would happen. Mm-hmm. Move back. Uh, I started working with the local chamber here, uh, okay. part-time job. And mm-hmm. then a good high school friend of mine, uh, he had started a clothing company called Peach State Pride. Okay. And so I jumped on that with him and, you know, it's huge now, but at the time, yeah. I mean, he was like literally ironing the design on the back of t-shirts and I was going out and selling them. So yeah. that was fun. And then um, Chick-fil-A called a few months later mm-hmm. and said, hey, we're putting the store in Cordial. Do you want to interview for it. And mm. I mean, so it was really like a miracle kind of dream come true that, yeah. that it would ever happen. And so, um, yeah, so I operated it for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it opened in 2013. And then, um, you know, just over the last few years, I've just felt kind of the calling to, mm. uh, to be home. We, we lived here, we got a church here, you know, our boys go to school here. Yeah. Uh, and so Cordial is fantastic, but uh, mm-hmm. it's an interstate, uh, yeah. it's a holiday weekend store. And mm-hmm. so with Jess Farman and um, I felt like I was starting to miss out on a lot with the boys mm-hmm. once they started school. And so uh, we really um, love the opportunity and the idea of being yeah. able to open one in America. And yeah. so, so did corporate call you or did you kind of call yeah. corporate and say, Hey, what are the <laughs> options here? Yeah. So it's funny. We knew about it a few years ago mm-hmm. and it just was not the right timing at mm-hmm. the time. And, uh, it's crazy. Cause that ended up being a couple of months before COVID happened. And yeah. I look back on, on that yeah. and think that God really had his hand in that. Mm-hmm. Um, cause we would have moved right in the middle and then it probably would have been delayed. And so it, it would have been a mess. And so, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, about a year to, well, I guess two years now, um, I called corporate and said, Hey, is, is that still on the table? Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like we're at a, at a different state now. And, yeah. um, my boys are my, my third one will start school next year. And so, yeah. um, you know, we really want to look at that opportunity of, of being able to open one in America. And yeah. so, um, yeah, so the way it works, I mean, they, they do everything with real estate. You don't mm-hmm. have a lot. They, they, 
purchase the land, you know, build mm-hmm. the store. You don't, you don't do any of that. Yeah. So, um, and so I had to interview for Americas just like I, just like I did Cordial. Yeah. And, um, yeah. so it was, it, it was great. So we opened in November and, mm-hmm. um, it's been wonderful. You know, I'm just a few miles from the farm and right here close to the boys. And I don't yeah. know if that's, it's great, but you know, they come through every day for their ice cream cone. Of and course. So we've had to like cut that back a lot. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, yeah. but, um, um, so it's, and, and we love Americas. Mm-hmm. I mean, we really do. We're passionate about seeing Americas grow and yeah. uh, the people here. And so I just, I love getting to be a part of that and mm-hmm. kind of being a part of the bridge uh, that yeah. connects people in Americas. I think that's one of the cool things that Chick-fil-A does is yes. it just connects people. And um, it's one of my favorite things about Yes. Well, when we heard that you guys were coming, we were super excited, I think, along with everyone else. And uh, and hopefully, America's has represented really well to you guys to say, we're so glad that you're here um, and and serving this community. It's in a great location. We love it. It's like four blocks from us. So we're, yeah. we're all about it. Uh, it's, it's a great, I love y'all's breakfast. Uh, it's really good. Um, so one of the things we talked a little bit about leadership, I mean, it's all tied mm-hmm. in there. Um, even the way that we communicate with others, I think, uh, you know, I think it was John Maxwell who said, um, gosh, uh, what do you say? I think I wrote it down somewhere. All right, here we go. Yeah. Everything rises and falls on leadership. Oh, I think yeah. that's a really great, like even when I'm at a store or a restaurant and I feel like I've been, you know, not, uh, I haven't connected well with the people that are serving. A lot of times I don't really get frustrated with them. I kind of get frustrated with leadership. I'm like, maybe they weren't taught something. Maybe there was an expectation that was missed out. And I feel like it's more of a leadership. Like I want to go talk to their leader and say, Hey, how did this person get to this place? And so, because I believe everything does rise and fall in leadership. And so, um, what I've already seen here, thank you so much for just continuing that culture pressing into that with the students. Um, I do know this, that in Americas, one of the things that's always on this podcast is students. Mm, How can we love on our students? How do we connect with our students? So you're kind of in that world. Students are coming in, um, you know, even at a pretty young age, I think you guys can bring them on when they're like, what, 16, 15, somewhere around in there. So you're kind of seeing students come through. What are, what are they, how do they communicate with you certain things, um, whether it's in Americas or just in general, that you feel like the city needs to be more aware of so they can connect with with students that are here? Yeah, I think the first thing I would want anybody in Americas to know is we have some great students here. Mm. I mean, some unbelievable just caliber, whether it's high school. So right now at Chick-fil-A, we had seven high schools uh, that we pulled from, you know, when we opened. And then, of course, a lot of GSW students as well. But um, I think sometimes, you know, one of the biggest questions I got when we began to open the restaurant in America, it was like, well, who are you going to hire? And um, I think sometimes it gets a bad rap, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, we've we've found the opposite. I mean, we found some incredible uh, young kids and they are hungry for people to invest in them. Right. Yeah. And just, yes. it goes back to what I was talking about, expecting the best for people mm-hmm. and just encouraging them. And so, um, we found that here just, mm. you know, they're looking for a place that feels like home to them, that they can, you know, people that do care about them. And, yeah. um, and so I love that 
we provide that for not only uh, our team members, but like I love nothing more than in the dining room to see mm. a group of college kids out there studying yeah. or, um, you know, a place hanging out after school. I love to see them, even if they're not buying anything, you know, yeah. they'll back their trucks up in the parking lot and they're hanging out. I love that. Like mm-hmm. I, um, I want to be the, a place for them that uh, they feel safe, they feel cared for. Yes. Um, and so because I'm excited about the, the future uh, we yeah. have in America as the youth. So, yeah. Yeah. What would you say are uh, maybe some of the things that um, in the future, when we think about, you know, America's five, 10 years from now, what would, what are some things that you hope to see in America that will help build, uh, especially with students that as they grow up, they go to college, that they would potentially want to even reinvest in America's and stay here and help out. What are some things that you would hope to yeah. see to encourage I, that? Um, <laughs> I know. It's so funny. Right when you say that, of course, my personal interests come to mind. I would love a Target and a Publix, just those two. <laughs> yeah. But more along the lines of students, and I think they would enjoy that too. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think about, uh, we lived in Athens for over six years. Um, and we love Athens. We're mm-hmm. diehard Bulldogs. But one of the things when I think about Athens um, and what makes it so great mm. is the energy in yeah. Athens, right? It just has yeah. this energy about it. Everybody there is... Is they have a growth mindset. They're mm. trying to grow themselves. They're trying to they're trying to better their family. They're trying to better their community. Yeah. And I think for Americas, that's one of the things we need most. Yeah. Is um is is people like that that are that are excited about the future. They're uh, working mm. to better them not only themselves but everybody around them. Yeah. And that's what makes young people. You know, they going back to purpose. It's like yeah. they. Uh, they love a mission or purpose that they can get behind and, and you know, have opportunities to grow themselves. And so um, I, I want to see America's like take pride in the things that we do have, you know, like GSW, South Georgia Tech. Those are both fantastic mm-hmm. um, colleges. And so I want us to, you know, one of my things, I mean, obviously the University of Georgia is huge, but you mm-hmm. go to Athens, yeah. you see Georgia stuff, everybody, I mean, everywhere, you know, yeah. we're in a college town yeah. and, um, you know, I, I, I want Americas like us to get more behind the things that we have and be, and be proud of them. I was having a conversation with another leader in the community and we were talking about um, a leadership role in mm. the community. And, and they said, well, who would want to move here? Mm. You know I mean? And, and I thought, who, this is a great place to live, yeah. you know, I mean, it, but you're only seeing mm-hmm. the, the negative. Right. Yeah, and yeah. so, but for us to get better, yeah, we got to yeah. keep um, focusing on the positive and, and making those better. And so, and, and making it a great place for young people to not only come to school here, but want to stay here, right. Yeah, raise yeah. a family. in. it's gotta be a great place to raise a family in too. Yeah. So. No, I think that's really great. And we, t- I've, I've talked a little bit about values, because being a, even a next level neighbor, that's kind of our, our thing is learning how to neighbor well together individually. How do we engage? Intentionality yeah. is one of our values. Uh, sacrifice. Um, vulnerability is really, really huge. Uh, I think another one of those is uh, wonderment is one of ours as well. So it's, it's a really <laughs> great word. Uh, but also that idea of growth. Yeah. Um, and, but it, there's also competing values for any city, right? So there's mm-hmm. values that are traditionally here that would compete with some of those things. So for example, we had somebody on the podcast and they use the value of like stability is a good value, but if it, if it's stronger than growth, 
then you mm. can't grow because right. that the value of stability is like, no, we're not willing to take those risks. Because when you grow, it's probably going to be a little messy, right? Oh, Having yeah. kids, oh, you yeah. know, multiplying, there's going to be a lot of mess, there's going to be, you know, new things. And so you've got to be able to have some of those values. What are some, what are some other ingredients for, uh, uh, what you call it, a, a growth mindset that would help people to yeah. kind of release that. So I'm going to give you the serve model real quick. Yep. So Do Chick-fil-A, it. we have the serve model. I'm actually, I was, I'm getting ready to go the, to the Dominican Republic to teach it to some business leaders over there. So uh, it's, it's, uh, Mark Miller has a, a book on it. So it's great. So he's a, he's our Chick-fil-A kind of leader guru guy. But um, the first one is see and shape the future. So leaders have to be able to, to mm-hmm. see the future that they want mm-hmm. and then put the things in place to, to shape it along the way. Yep. Uh, e is engage and develop others. So, mm. you know, and it's what you're talking about, like yep. all kinds of people. We got to be able to engage them and develop them. Yeah. And it goes back to those young people. Like that's what yep. we're trying to do. Um, the R is reinvent continuously. And so just, mm. you know, that goes along with what yeah. you're saying about being stable. Um, you know, sometimes we take something that's good, but you know, instead of saying, well, let's make it great. Mm-hmm. We go, well, that's good enough. Yeah. And, um, you know, and so a great leader, they're always looking for ways, mm. um, to reinvent. And then the V is to value relationships and results. Mm. You know, so a lot that's of our good. leaders, uh, at Chick-fil-A, you know, anybody, you know, you either lean one way, you're yeah, either, right. you know, wired to numbers or you <laughs> love people and free, but you know, a business or even a city, you gotta, you gotta yeah. have both. And so, um, and it's important to, to value both of those. And then mm-hmm. E is to embody the values that they mm. really um, embody the, the values that, that they stand for. And, um, you know, yeah. going back to that example of Truett, you know, he, I think that's one of the things that's made Chick-fil-A so ses- successful is he, yeah. he really embodied, you know, everything that Chick-fil-A stood for. That's good. That's good. You know, there's so many different uh, definitions for leadership. What's, what's your definition that you love to kind of use the most when it comes to leadership, whether it's the a principle or a statement or a definition. How do you how do you define leadership? Oh man, I don't often define it like in mm-hmm. it. it's it's hard. That's a yeah. great question and one I probably should be able to but you know to me it it is serving. Leading mm. is serving. Yeah. Um and it's as simple as that. You can't yeah. do one without the other. Yeah. Um and I've been fortunate uh, I don't feel like I always do it great, but I've been fortunate to, you know, starting with my dad, you know, watching him. I mean, he was the same on the football field as he was at home, mm. as he was in the weight room, as he was teaching Sunday school. Yeah. And, um, and he, his, he was all about the other person, you know, almost sacrificial, you know, yeah. simply. Um, and then of course with Chick-fil-A watching Truett and just so many great leaders in Chick-fil-A and that's what the great ones do. I mean, yeah. they just serve. That's what they do. Yeah. Um, they just live it out. So, um, it. yeah. And so when you do that, you know, that's when you have influence. Yep. Yeah. Well, like you said, you know, we're just going to continue to invest, um, not just like you said, not, not just the, the, the company Chick-fil-A, but your values, you're going to continue to invest in, into students and into your conversations with adults and friends and, and networking. Um, I'd love to hear real quick, um, when, when you get a chance to, to talk about Americus with others, 
yeah. like someone from Atlanta or whatever. Yeah. Hey, so tell me about your town. Um, how do you describe Americas to others? <laughs> uh, well, I probably, I always say something about the gnats. Cause if yeah. I just literally, <laughs> that's the one thing yeah. I cannot get past mm-hmm. uh, is the gnats. I don't think I ever will. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, I tell people, I, I just had a conversation yesterday with somebody at Chick-fil-A about it. And I'm like, in the last five years, mm-hmm. I'm more excited about Americas than I ever have been. Wow. Um, you know, I've seen more growth here. I've seen, there's people in leadership that mm-hmm. they, uh, they, they want the best for Americas, you know? Yeah. And, um, and so I'm excited about that. I'm excited. Leaders are working together mm-hmm. and, um, and that's a big piece of it, you know, yeah. and um, I love the small town life. The people yeah. here um, are incredibly generous and mm-hmm. um, they just care greatly. And so uh, I was even uh, having a conversation with the leader of mine that's at Chick-fil-A. He's not from here. He, yeah. he moved here to work with me. And we, we were just talking about that. He said, you know, the, the people here just they're, they're so uh, caring. And mm. it, he's been in some other places and definitely, you know, we yeah. don't always. Uh, get that experience in the drive-thru when customers are <laughs> frustrated because their fries aren't full or they've been waiting mm-hmm. too long. But generally here, I mean, people are, are very generous and they're just thankful that we're here. And so yeah. um, it says a lot about the town. It really does. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm excited about Americas and, and the future and, and I'm excited to be a part of it. Yeah. All right. I have to ask this question. Uh, where did the phrase see you tomorrow? Well, do you know where that originated from? See you tomorrow. Okay. Yes. So just like spill joy mm-hmm. is a Chick-fil-A America's thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a Albany thing. You're from Albany, right? Yes. Okay. So that operator down there is no KJ Worry. Yeah. I'm going to give him a shout out here. Yeah. Yeah. So they only say that at his restaurant. Oh That's goodness. like his thing. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. See you tomorrow. And yeah. it's awesome. Uh, sometimes I feel guilty though. And they say it to me and I'm like, oh, you won't see me tomorrow though. You know, <laughs> like, right. I don't, yeah. should I go on and tell you that? Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. Because it, it kind of makes me feel bad. But yeah, yeah, he that's his thing. Yeah, and that's great. They um they say it. Uh, one thing we you'll hear some of our people say is make it great. So mm-hmm. that's something yeah. Jess and I have said for from the first year we got married. Um, yeah. Instead of saying have a great day, we say make it a great day. Yeah. And um, so a lot of our our Chick Fil A people here will say that, and that's just a little thing. It. So it's neat, you know. Every yeah. Chick Fil A is individually owned and operated, so yeah. they each kind of have their own personality and I did not um, know that it was just yes, like yeah a person like that. Just a KJ um, in Albany. But see it. that's what's so cool is mm-hmm. that you think it's yeah you know a Chick-fil-A thing, but he's made yeah. it that um Yeah. Cause it, it reminded me of like, all right, they're already serving me today. Uh-huh. So I'm already here. But their expectation is is in my 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 thought was they're caring for me now and they want to see me tomorrow. Like they want to see me tomorrow. I'm like, this is, <laughs> see, this it is makes so me nice. feel guilty. Like, like oh, oh, I, I mean, I'm, a, I'm probably not gonna come tomorrow. tomorrow, but I'm so glad that you want to see me tomorrow. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. Um yeah. Well, let me let me do this. We normally kind of what we do at the end of the podcast is we'll do what we call rapid fire questions. So these are oh boy. maybe just kind of uh quick questions that you can kind of answer, you know, within a few yeah. seconds, um, just to get a chance to get to know you a little bit more. And so we're going to go ahead and do that. So I'm going to ask you a few questions. Um, let me start with this. Do you have a, do you have a favorite book that you, you have read or that you would recommend a favorite book? Oh, 
gosh, in what category? Right now I'm oh, reading a any, book on habits. Atomic okay. Habits are really, it's really good. So I'm reading that right what, now. What's it called? Atomic Habits. Atomic Habits. Okay. Habits. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. I have not heard of that one, but I will definitely look it up because I love, mm-hmm. I love habit stuff. Um, are you a morning person or are you a oh, night I'm person? I'm a night owl. You're a night owl. Okay. A night owl for sure. That is all right. Is that when your juices are flowing? I mean, that's what's going on. I really want to be a morning person. Like, I really do. I've tried everything to be a morning person. My husband, like, wakes up with the sun. It's so annoying. Oh, gosh. And I want to be, but it's just... Again, it's it's going back to you got to know who you are, and I, yeah. I I'm made for I love I'm the night I'm a night owl I love yeah. it so yeah the best love ideas it. come at two a.m. I love it well and you'll probably notice this too as as the kids grow up that that's when they want to talk they want to talk at like eleven or twelve o'clock at night well like, all right well I'm up let's I'll, do it I'll be there for yeah, it Jess be, will not however yeah, that's right that's right <laughs> so just give them an update in yeah. the morning um, all right if you could go anywhere in the world uh, where would you go. <sighs> Ooh, anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world. Um, man, that's hard too. Um, probably. There's a part of me that really wants to go to Australia. Okay. I don't really know why. I've always wanted mm-hmm. to go though. Yeah. Um, but there's so many places. But probably if I had to say my favorite place to go we had yeah. a little family cabin in on lake cartwell where i grew up oh that's great and i it is my favorite place in the whole wide world and wow. my my grandfather i just learned so many like life lessons got so many mm-hmm. memories and so oh that's great um if, if you know if yes anybody that knows me well like where would mary beth go if she it literally would be to this lake shack in northeast georgia <laughs> <laughs> um yeah love it all right what uh what's a favorite family activity you guys like to a do together. Favorite family activity. Mm-hmm. Um, right now in the summer, we've done a lot of like uh, after we eat supper, we go get popsicles and sit on the front porch and okay. we just hang out. And, t- and so that's been a fun time with the boys this summer mm-hmm. just to talk about their day. And um, but we we love going to the lake um, okay. and you know, skiing and mm. we've gotten to the wake surfing. And nice. uh, so we love just a long day on the lake with our family. And that's probably where we're making some of our best memories right now. Love yeah. it. Love it. Okay. Do you, do you eat breakfast? And if you do, what do you normally have for breakfast? What is. Okay. What is I used it? to be a, like, I mean, feet hit the ground to get breakfast. Uh-huh. Um, but probably for the last five years, I'm, mm-hmm. I've, my husband got on kind of this fasting thing. Yep. And so he started me on it. And mm-hmm. so I've actually, and then I've become a coffee drinker, which has okay. been a big deal. I've never drank coffee before, but mm-hmm. um, he, he's like, Meredith, well, you have to be able to drink coffee. We got to be old together and yeah, like, drink coffee, right. you know, in the coffee. mornings. Yep. And so it was something uh-huh. I set out to do. I always drank like a, a horrible energy drink mm-hmm. in the morning. That was terrible for you. So I gave that up about a year ago and nice. um, I started drinking coffee like, like, uh, half of it was creamer, but I've gotten it yeah, down. That's right. so, <laughs> so you're working your uh, way down. Yep. Yeah. So it's probably yeah. maybe a fourth now, but, yeah. uh, yeah, so I'm still working on it, but no. So right now I'm not eating breakfast, but if I do, I'll, gr- I'll grab something at the, at Chick-fil-A when yeah, I get there later on. All right. Uh, what are your, some of your favorite restaurants, whether that's in town in America or just places you like to go to eat? Oh, so here every Tuesday we have taco Tuesday. So we get, we love taco Ray. Okay. Um, yeah. 
love, love, love. Um, so we go there every Tuesday. Um, of course, uh, and then of course Euro City. So good. I mean, there's a lot in Americas yeah. that um, I mean we're fortunate to have some some good restaurants. Um, yeah, Sweet Jor. I mean, there's so many. Um, and of course Athens. I mean, there's some mm-hmm. awesome restaurants in Athens that we that we like. My husband and I, we mm. love to go to like the local dives. So like when we're traveling, um, you know, I know a lot of Chick Fil A people like they only eat at Chick Fil A. Mm-hmm. We're not that way. We're gonna find like the local ho- hole in the wall, yes. like barbecue place. Mm-hmm. Um, we we love uh, trying out local places. So I love it. All right, last question. Okay. If you could be an expert in anything new right now, what would you what would you love to be able to just know how to do and be really mm. good at it? Uh Probably technology. I find find myself like on a daily basis getting frustrated because I'm not as tech savvy as I wish. And then Mm -hmm. all my team members around me are like looking at me like the grandma in the room. And and they're like figuring it out in seconds, you know, and I'm like Googling it because I hate to ask them for help. I'm so embarrassed. And so I'll like Google it and then go through the steps. And then they're like, just give it to me. And then I mean, they're um, and so I really wish I was super tech savvy. Uh, yeah. That's what, like on my day to day, I'll say that to myself, like, man, I just wish I knew more um, yeah. about the tech world. But um, that's, that would be a great skill. But, Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. But I'm thankful for my for my team members that mm-hmm. surround me that help me in that world. Yes. So, yeah. I can yeah. kind of get myself around a few things. But then it get, if it goes into like step three or four, I'm like, I, I got nothing. I yeah. got nothing. I, yeah. get, I can get it started. Um, yeah. So. All right. Well, Mary Beth, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, sharing a little bit of your story, talking about Spill Joy um, and, and, and these principles that go, again, so much further than just how do, you, how do you enjoy your work? How do you enjoy even just kind of your family? Your whole life needs to be around uh, this purpose. And I really thank you for sharing that, uh, your story. Um, and how it's impacted you and, and hopefully it's going to continue to impact others. And um, so thank you so much for, yeah. for being in Americas, for investing into Americas. And hopefully in the next five, 10 years, we're going to continue to see things like this as we in, invest into to students and empower them uh, to, to bring change, uh, to, to bring growth, have that growth mindset. I think that's probably the best thing because sometimes we think, especially as a small town, we think change means bad or we mean yeah. growth means can be bad, but really what you really want is a thriving city mm-hmm. and a thriving city can, can still be small, but still have very, very powerful things in it. And so I think we need to have a growth mindset. Um, and I think we're, we're getting poised for that. We're getting postured yeah. for that. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing a little bit of your story. Thank you. Thank you for what y'all are doing. It's, yeah. This is great. So it was an honor. All right. Thank you. All right. That's it. Is that it? That's it. You did it.